Hello, this is Pastor Corey Ehrman. You're listening to my podcast. I hope it blesses, encourages, and inspires you. I pray that the Holy Spirit will touch you through this teaching. Thank you for tuning in, and God bless. Go with me. Let's start with Proverbs chapter 4. Speaking of the acceleration, speaking of the next level. The next level has to happen in you first. The next level has to happen in you first before it manifests on the outside. You know, and this is, I think, one major area where a lot of Christians miss it. A lot of churches also miss it. Something has to be done on the inside before it can be done on the outside. Amen. A lot of times people are waiting for something to happen on the outside, but there's a work that God has to do on the inside. So Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. My son or my daughter, doesn't matter. Give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those who find them. Amen. And health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence. For out of it spring the issues of life. Put away from you a deceitful mouth. And put perverse lips far from you. Let your eyes look straight ahead. That's what I was talking about. Focus is very important. And your eyelids look right before you. Ponder the path of your feet. And let all your ways be established. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Remove your foot from evil. So you can see. You've got to protect your heart. Because everything comes out of there. The next level is what God does in your heart. The next level has to happen in your heart before it manifests and flows out of your heart. Okay? So God's going to have to do a work in you. And you're going to have to let him do it if you really want to go to the next level. And that's one of the things you're going to hear time and time and time again here. Revival is not just a touch, but it's a change. When the fire of God touches you, we've seen, I mean, this is 27, going into 28 years of ministry now, 25 nations, thousands of these meetings. I've been in thousands of these meetings. I've laid hands on tens of thousands of people, you know, I mean, and uh, I've seen tens of thousands of people, maybe even over 100,000 people get touched by the fire of God in the meetings, but it's one thing to receive a touch. It's another thing to allow that word and that work to continue on the inside of you. You know, it just, it really blesses me when I hear from somebody, like they'll call me pastor, that word you, you preached two weeks ago, it's still going over in my spirit. Who's been there? It's like that, that word, word is still going over and over in my spirit. That word is alive. It's still working. That word you received two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I mean, it's still literally working in there. I mean, I've heard, there are times I've heard a sermon, man, it took me like a month to process that sermon. I could still hear it. Because when it comes by the anointing, man, it just goes, psh, it's like injected into your spirit. It stays there. It's like a deposit. It's like a download. And it's still doing a work. Because the word of God is alive. Powerful. So if the word is alive and it's still working, amen, it's going to do a work on the inside of you. You've got to let that 
happen. You've got to protect your heart above all that you protect, right? For your next level, for your breakthrough, springs forth from your heart. Everything concerning your life, every aspect of your life will spring forth from your heart. Guard your heart. Protect your heart. It's usually the little foxes that spoil the vine. Don't allow the little foxes to run around. A little bit of thing here, a little bit of something there, a little. And then if you don't deal with those little things right off the bat, I always tell people, you got to nip it in the bud. You got to deal with it quickly. You can't allow it to sit. You can't allow it to fester. You can't allow it to build up. Because if it builds up, it's going to blow up. It's like taking a basketball and just pushing it under the water. You just keep pushing and pushing and pushing it. Eventually, it's going to pop up. So you've got to deal with the things. And then sometimes we see things just pop up in people's lives, and we wonder, where did that come from? It was there the whole time. It just manifested. You know, they've been pushing it down. They've been kind of, because you can pretend all you want for a while, try to look good, but whatever is on the inside eventually is going to come out. So you've got to deal with the issues of the heart. You've got to watch your heart in terms of offenses. You've got to watch your heart in terms of jealousy, bitterness, competition, you know, anything like that that will try to get rooted because the Bible talks about, right, a bitter root. Don't allow a bitter root to form in your heart. It's going to disturb your life. It's going to ruin your life, and it's going to poison others. And then the Bible says you'll come short of the grace of God. So it'll actually prevent God's grace working in your life because God's grace works when you give grace. And forgiving and forgiveness is a work of grace. It takes supernatural grace to forgive. I mean, have you ever dealt with a situation where you thought you would not be able to forgive that person? Come on. That's when you have to go to the Lord and you have to draw from that supernatural grace, the love of God, that's going to be shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Spirit whom he has given you. And then you're going to forgive out of the overflow of the Spirit of God on the inside of you. That's why you got to stay filled. you got to stay close to the Lord. you got to guard and protect your heart and not allow things to get in there and, and your heart become tainted. Amen? Go with me to Hebrews chapter 12. Verse 1, you realize we're running a heavenly race, don't you? We are running a heavenly race. We're not running the rat race. We're running the heavenly race. The world wants us to run the rat race like a little mouse in a wheel, running so hard, never going anywhere, spinning wheels. And that's, that's how the enemy will try to get you to do that get you in the flesh where you're just running the rat race but we're running a heavenly race and for that reason we have to have a heavenly mindset we have to have our eyes fixed on things above we have to have our eyes fixed on the unseen not just the seen verse 1 says therefore we also since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses let us Lay aside every weight and the sin 
which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. This is not a hundred yard dash. This is a lifelong marathon and you're going to have to keep running it and you're going to need endurance. We've all seen people that just started out so strong. We thought that this was the next superstar or whatever. And then, then they fall. I've seen ministries rise up and fall. I've seen churches rise up and fall. I'll never forget when I was in Bible school, man, there was this one man, man, when we do outreaches, he could preach. Oh my, he was like the preacher. I mean, everybody called him the preacher. You know, he's going to be the, the next great preacher to come out of our Bible school class. He's going to be the next great preacher. And I, when I saw him, I thought, oh, I can never preach like that. I, all my insecurities were stirred up on the inside of me, you know. But then it, interestingly, and then, you know, we, we left Bible school, we Travel with, you know, well, not travel, but uh, we worked with Pastor Rodney at the Good News New York Crusade for three months in New York City, summer of 99. And at the end of the crusade, there was an earthquake, August 17th in 1999, just south of Istanbul. And the Lord spoke to us to go back. He released us, and we went back, and we started the church and the Bible school just a few months after that. And then we were away uh, maybe a year or two, a couple of years. We'd pop in and out. But, you know, we came back for a conference and I was inquiring about my friend, the, the guy. What happened to him? I said, man, he fell big time. He got arrested. I'm like, what? He went to a church and, you know, and something happened. And I was like, oh, my Lord, what the heck is that about? You know, because you got you to gotta run your race. And one thing I realized, you know what? It's not about being the superstar preacher. It's about protecting your heart. And I'm just, I'm determined that I'm going to stay the course. I, this, is, this is a race i got to run with endurance. This is a race i got to run with endurance. And these cloud of witnesses are people that have run the race before us. They're cheering us on from the banisters of heaven. Come on, somebody. They're like, man, we've, and because, you know, there's no temptation that is not common unto man. Sometimes the enemy will come and lie to you and say, man, nobody's ever gone through this. You're not going to make it. It's a lie. And there's people that have run the race, and they've finished their race and endured, amen, and they're telling you, man, you can do it. You can do it. We got a big cheering section in heaven. Hallelujah. Jesus is our big, big, big cheerleader. The Holy Ghost is our big cheerleader. He fills us with joy. And then we got all these saints that have run the race before us, and they're cheering us on. Hallelujah. So let us run. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. God has set before us a heavenly, heavenly race. That's why we got to cast off every weight. And that word weight is interesting. It's the Greek word onkos, where we get the word oncology, cancer, study of cancer. It's like a, it's like a cancerous thing, you know. Just like cancer is something that can work in a person's body, it could be things working in your spirit. It's like a cancer. It's that bitterness of the spirit, bitterness of, bitterness of the heart. And so you have to understand, you got to deal with those things because it's a weight. Or if you think about it, here is David. He's going to go face Goliath, and they put Saul's armor on him. It looked great. They thought, man, that's the best armor in the land. But yet, it didn't suit him. 
it was, it was such a weight on him, he, wouldn't even, he would not be able to go against Goliath. Because if you read later on when he took off the armor, you read it, you find that he ran to Goliath. He was running towards Goliath to take him out. With, that, with Saul's armor, there's no way he would have been able to run. It's a weight somebody put on him. So a lot of times we'll come around things, weights will be put on us, expectations will be put on us, things that people you know, will bring, or you go to some conference and you pick up some new weird teaching, the new fad, new wind of doctrine, and everybody runs to that, and then six months later, it's gone. And then what happened? It's just a bunch of people that basically wasted six months or a year running after the next fad. Because everybody's looking for some new revelation, except they're trying to, you know, just go to the Word. And, and, and unfortunately, we got... We got people in ministry looking for this new revelation to be on the cutting edge so they can make a name for themselves. And it's a bunch of garbage. I'll, I'll be honest with you. A lot of nonsense. Sometimes it's a mixture of truth and weird doctrines and spooky things and flaky things. And people gravitate to that because it's hype for the flesh. But I want real in the spirit. I want something that's going to be deposited in my spirit that's going to burn in me, that's going to carry me through, that's going to change me, that's going to empower me, that's going to accelerate me. Can you say amen? Because I'm going to run my race and I don't want to pick up somebody's weight. And I've had people come around me over the years, you know, you got to do this, you got to do that, you got to add this, you got to add that. And I'm like, no, we're going to stick with what God's given us. Keep it simple, silly. You got you to keep things simple. I like the simplicity of the gospel. Don't overcomplicate things. The word is plain. The word is clear. And just go to the word and stick with the word. Amen. And then just take the word of God and, and apply it in your life. Study it. Know it. Do it. And then you'll get the results. And it's, it's shocking to me how many people want to get the results that the word promises without doing the word. They want results, but they're not willing to do what it takes to get the results. So we got to do whatever it takes to get the results. Amen. So to, to stay in ministry, to stay in your calling, it's going to take endurance. To stay with God's plan for your life, it's going to take endurance. You're going to have to cast off every weight. Amplify says, let us strip off and throw aside every encumbrance, unnecessary weight. Somebody said, good is the enemy of God. It seemed good to Eve to eat the fruit. But it was a disaster. There'll be things that will look good. Maybe a relationship. I, he's just so good looking. He's got money. He's sharp. Bring him. Put him in the front row. For three hours. Let me check him out under the anointing. See how he does. If he's all fidgety, goes to the toilet 15 times, disappears during the worship, disappears during the offering, dump him immediately. You don't want that. And the passengers that come with him. 
I kid you not. Why, well, she's just so good looking. She looks like an angel. An angel of light, maybe. Bring her and put her on the front row. Let me check her out under the anointing. Let's see how she reacts when the Holy Ghost starts moving. I'm serious. Fangs might come out. <laughs> it's just practical advice for you singles. <laughs> Very practical advice. Somebody said to me, where'd you get your wife? I said, I got mine from the Lord. Where'd you get yours? Mail order bride or what? The Lord spoke to me. I shared the story on Wednesday night, how we actually met in being led by the Spirit. I heard God spoke to me. God spoke to her and, you know, put us together. It was, it was we were divinely connected. And we still had to work through a bunch of stuff. Just because God spoke didn't mean everything was great and easy. <laughs> we had to walk through and work through many things. <laughs> Hallelujah. I thought God spoke to me. What the heck just happened? We just had World War III in the house. What in the world? I thought God spoke. He did. But your flesh is speaking too. <laughs> Come on, don't look at me like that. You all have halos and wings. We're all going to have to work through things. It's, it's called growth. It's called growth. It's called change. And when I tried to change her, it didn't work. When she tried to change me, it didn't work. When I just said, okay, Lord, change me. And she went and said, Lord, change me. Then that's when it started to work. Yeah. Amen. And right now, I think we are in the best place we've ever been in our marriage. I'm telling you right now, I am in love with this woman. I just don't know. Something fresh is happening. It's just, I just, I'm, I'm telling you right now, I really am. We are in the best place we've ever been in our marriage. I'm so excited to be married to this amazing woman of God. I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now. I am telling, honest to God, I am telling you right now. I'm so fired up. Hallelujah. Took 25 years of God working in me to get me to this point. When I finally took responsibility for certain stupidities in my life, you know. Come on, I'm showing you some of my scars after the resurrection, thank God. Because, you know, all these preachers, they want to look like they're perfect. Uh, life is not perfect. There's a lot of imperfections, and there's a lot of impurities in our lives. And that's the purpose of the fire of the Holy Ghost, to burn that stuff out of us. Burn out the dross and, and go through that purification. That's why you can never lose your fire. If you let the fire go, go out, all those impurities will become hardened. And, and it'll, be, it'll be tough. Hallelujah. Earth to Geo, how you doing? <laughs> ha, 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 ha
Hallelujah. Make sure you see me for lunch after the service, all right? <laughs> no, I mean, he, here's Gio. I'm going to pick on him. I mean, he came to our church, I don't know what, but probably almost three and a half years ago. And he was in the River School of Ministry here and everything. But I felt, you know what? He needed to go to Tampa. He just needed to separate from a whole bunch of stuff here and just go, and just go to the grind there and grind on him some. And he called me a few weeks. He said, Pastor, I am so changed. Thank you for the first year was rough, man. I wanted to quit so many times. But, I mean, this is like I'm in the best place I've ever been. You know, the accountability and just, just sticking to it. He, he said he felt like quitting so many times. So I'm just telling on you, is this okay? Is this the truth? Raise one hand if it's the truth. Put, we got a hand up. There we go. All right. And sometimes people need to separate. You know, sometimes people, some, you know, I know uh, we think ministry is formed under the limelight of social media and, and amazing Instagram followers. Ministry is formed in the backside of the desert. Paul, Paul's ministry was formed in the Arabian desert. From the, from the day he was knocked off of his horse, it was 17 years to when he became an apostle sent out from Antioch in Acts chapter 13. 17 years of preparation before he was sent out as an apostle. But he was called as an apostle. He had to be lowered in a basket. He got stoned and they left him for dead. That a lot of people believe he actually died and was raised to life. That's why he went to the third heaven. He's talking about himself. I knew a man in Christ, whether in the body or out of the body, he was taken up to the third heaven. And so things that I cannot even utter and even explain. So, I mean, it's supernatural encounter. But, I mean, my Lord, the persecution, he said, everywhere you go, you're going to preach the gospel and be persecuted. Who liked that call? You're going to have signs, wonders, miracles, but you're going to be thrown in jail, you're going to be beaten, and you're going to be persecuted everywhere you go. That's your calling. Who's going to sign up for that? Three of you. Wonderful. No wonder. Amen. So we're gonna, we have to cast off these unnecessary weights, things that we picked up here and there. It could be a friend. It could be a relationship. It could be a plan. It could be an idea. It could be, it could be a lot of different things. you got to pray. I pray regularly, Lord, come by your fire. Burn out everything that needs to go. Send your fire to the church. Burn out everything that needs to be burned out. And I know that's not a popular church growth prayer. Because you pray that and all kinds of stuff happen. But... But we have to. We have to stay the course. We have to run this race. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. If I had to change my ministry based on every email I get with advice, oh, my Lord, if you would do this, if you would do that, I'll come to your church. Head on down the street to the other church because I ain't changing. I ain't doing that just to have you here. Amen. Amen. Otherwise, we'll end up with Simon the Sorcerer as, as the head catcher. Not, not anything to do with you. Judas Iscariot work in the finance department. And Jezebel in the choir. That's 
So we've got to keep things pure. We've got to keep things right because we're running this race. We've got to cast off every weight. And sin, which so easily ensnares us. And then the Amplify says, deftly and cleverly clings to and entangles us. Let us run with patient endurance and steady and active persistence the appointed course of the race that was set before us, looking onto Jesus. You got to take your eyes off of people. You got to take your eyes off of people. Don't allow other people to determine how you walk with God. If they're not going to walk with God, you're going to walk with God. If they're not going to serve God, you're going to serve God. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You got to make that decision. Amen. Looking on to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, or the beginning and the end. Amplify says, looking away from all that will distract to Jesus, who is the leader and the source of our faith, giving the first incentive for our belief and is also its finisher, bringing it to maturity and perfection. So that's our goal, maturity and perfection. That's our aim in life, is to grow up spiritually to that place of spiritual maturity. And that's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. We're all growing. None of us have arrived. But as long as we want to keep growing, we want to keep serving God, stay the course, you will grow. You will grow. If you do, if you stay the course, you will grow. It's inevitable. And then, of course, it says to look to Jesus, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Amen. 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 Despising and ignoring the shame. And is now seated at the right hand of the throne of God. And when you do things for God, there will always be somebody that will poop on you. Seriously, the enemy will come trying to put condemnation on you, trying to put things on you. You, you got to shake it off. You got to shake it off. You got your own box of Kleenex this morning. She got her own box of Kleenex. Okay, one more, one more verse. Go with me to Ephesians chapter 3. Verse 14. This is one of the prayers that Paul prayed. We focused on this back in the month of February, I believe it was. We challenged everybody to pray these prayers. Or was it March? Must have been March. Oh, tomorrow is May. What in the world? Four months are gone. All right, okay. Verse 14. For this reason, seeing the greatness of this plan by which you were built together in Christ... I bow my knees before the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So Paul is now going into a prayer. For whom every family in heaven 
and on earth is named, that the Father from whom all fatherhood takes its title and drives its name. May he grant you out of the rich treasury of his glory to be strengthened and reinforced with mighty power in the inner man by the Holy Spirit himself indwelling your innermost being and personality. That's what we were talking about earlier in the service, being strengthened with that. Because if your strength is small, you'll faint in the day of adversity. But if your strength is big, because you've got a big Holy Ghost on the inside of you, then you'll, you'll, you'll endure and you'll go through. May Christ, through your faith, actually dwell, settle down, abide, make his permanent home in your hearts. May you be rooted deep in love and founded securely on love. That you may have the power and be strong to apprehend and grasp with all the saints, God's devoted people, the experience of that love, what is the breadth, the length, and height, and depth of it that you may really come to know practically through experience for yourselves the love of Christ, which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience, that you may be filled through all your being onto the fullness of God, may have the richest measure of the divine presence. My Lord, richest measure of the divine presence and become a body wholly filled and flooded with God himself. My Lord. And when that happens, here's the result. Now to him who by in consequence, consequence of the action of his power that is at work within us is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly far over and above all that we dare ask or think infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. I'm speechless reading that. He's going to carry out his purpose in us. If we continue, allow him to work. And there may be times where you'll miss it. There'll be times where you might stumble. But you know what? Get back up and keep going. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. A righteous man may fall, but he'll get up and keep going. So keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. I read somewhere they asked the great Lester Sumrall, who's gone home to be with Jesus, a great man of God, and they called him the apostle of faith. He was deliverance and powerful, but they said he was 70 years in ministry. They said, what's the secret of your success in ministry. And I'm sure everybody had their notes, notebooks ready to take all the big nuggets. And he goes, oh, that's simple. Every morning I got up and I went. Just get up and go. Just get up and go and do what you need to do. Just keep going. Just keep, get up and go. Every morning I got up and I went. Every morning just get up. Every day is a new day. His mercies are new every morning. Start afresh. Lord, I thank you. You know, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Whatever happened the day before, bury it. I believe that's the wonderful thing about it is every day is a new beginning. That's why the Bible says don't worry about tomorrow. Every day, just every day has its own things to deal with. Just walk that day. Walk through that day. 
Be faithful in that day. Stay in the anointing that day. Speak the word that day. That's all you can do. All you can do is whatever you got right there, that time, that day you got, use that day. That day is your point of contact. That day, that's the day that the Lord has made. You're going to rejoice. You're going to be glad. You're going to walk by faith, not by sight. You're going to take that day. God's giving you that day. It's a gift. Amen. You're going to rise up into that day. You're going to rise up to a new day. So, Lord, I thank you. This is the day. Hallelujah. I'm going to walk in this day. Hallelujah. And you are with me. Hallelujah. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And even though I may walk through the valley of the shadow of death today, I will fear no evil. For you're with me. You'll furnish a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You'll anoint my head with fresh oil. My cup's going to run over. Hallelujah. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Can I get a good, can I get goodness? Can I get goodness, Romaine? Can I get goodness? Can I get, can I get mercy? Can I get goodness? Run up here, uh, Adrian, run up here quickly. Run up here quickly. So here's goodness. Here's mercy. Everywhere I go, goodness and mercy follow me. Everywhere I go, goodness and mercy follow me. I got goodness and I got mercy following me everywhere I go. I got goodness and I got mercy following me everywhere I go. Thank you, goodness. Thank you, mercy, for following me. Hallelujah. God's assigned an angel called goodness, an angel called mercy, to follow you all the days of your life. And you will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You will. You will. You will. You will stay the course. Stay the course. Lord, we thank you. You're so good to us. You're so wonderful to us. We worship you. We give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. Let us run this race with endurance. Thank you, Lord, for the heavenly race. Thank you, Lord, for the heavenly race that we're running. The heavenly race that we're running. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That everyone, they're going to run their race. They're going to finish their race. No matter what has happened. Moses murdered a man. David committed adultery. Gideon scared to death. Paul persecuted the church, but God... Raise them up. God's going to raise you up no matter what happens. God's going to raise you up no matter what happens. Thank you for tuning into my podcast. I hope that you have been blessed. I would like for you to consider two things. Number one, subscribe to our show to receive notifications of our new podcasts. Number two, support our ministry of reaching the nations with revival by clicking on the link in the description or visiting our website, riverwpb.com. Thank you for tuning in. Look forward to you joining our next podcast. God bless you.